Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome back to She's All Over the Place. I am so happy you're here. And because of you, we are in the top 1.5% of all podcasts out of almost 3 million podcasts. We're in the top 1.5%. I am so happy to have you here. Seriously. Natasha Graziano is my guest today. And Natasha is passionate about helping people transform their lives through neuroscience and ancient wisdom. She is the number one female motivational speaker under 40 as seen in Forbes magazine and a top female mindset coach by Business Insight. She has over 15 million followers on social media, which makes her one of the most influential thought leaders of today. From homeless, broke, single mom, Natasha transformed her life and is now a best-selling author and speaks on stages alongside the likes of Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Mark Cuban, to name a few. Okay, and also her podcast is called The Law of Attraction, and it's gained over 100 million views to date, and it's ranked in the top 10% of podcasts to download. Isn't that amazing? This is who we have on the show today. Natasha, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm so excited to be here with you, gorgeous. This is so fun. You are so much even more beautiful in real life. Like looking at you, you are just a divine beauty in this world. So I'm just happy to be here with you today and get to know your audience. Yes, yes. They're so excited to know you because everything I just said about you in the ideal of inspiring and neuroscience and ancient wisdom, it's my language. It's who I am. It's what I talk about. I always joke and say Socrates is my, I'm his like spiritual younger sister. You're my real life spiritual sister now. So I mean, We're going to be best friends for life, and I'm so excited just to dive deep and honor you and your journey thus far. Where are you in the world right now? So right now, I am in Vancouver in our home here, and I'm just enjoying this summer weather because it rains most of the season here, so I'm just so happy that we've come into the season of sun, and it's beautiful. So I'm yeah, I'm here in Vancouver right now. Cool, cool. And as I always do, I jump right in. Feel free to head over to the YouTube to see how gorgeous Natasha is and you can see a visceral vision of our conversation right now. Just go to YouTube and type in Katie Chinakis. So where are you from, Natasha? What's your heritage and your roots? I'm a mix of people. I'm a mix of cultures. So I am Greek, Cypriot, Italian, Lebanese, Russian, Jewish, and yeah, British. I was born in the UK. I just have an amalgamation cocktail of who I am. And this is so perfect for she's all over the place. Seriously, like I'm mind blown how the universe works and to have you be the finale of the podcast. This is just brilliant. Your education. So my education was definitely stemmed from my parents. They wanted me to be in a really amazing education, which I had. And I went to school with some amazing people like the Getty family. And I went to school with Amelia from Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. I went to school with so many people that you would know of in today's world. And uh, it was an amazing education, but it was also the downfall. And I got into drugs. I got into drinking at a really young age. And because of that, it led me to addiction. I then got into drugs after I left school, but it was to numb pains. I was sexually abused in my teens, sexually abused again in my 20s. So I had a beautiful education, but mixed up with I was bullied and had some real big disasters happening. And when you're bullied at a young age, it's a very washed over subject. But for those people who really understand it, who have been through it, it's really hard to overcome. And it was definitely something which is the reason why I am who I am today, why I stand up for women today, why I stand up for what who I am today, because I was bullied by guys predominantly. Wow. Um, Yeah. And I'm Greek as well. So I had a different nose growing up. It was real big. And that was a good thing. (laughs) I'm sure that's not what else you have different growing up. I've been told I have the Greek booty. Do you too? The Greek booty. (laughs) I haven't flaunted mine yet. I'm about to from a photo shoot I did. It'll be my first time bringing her out. Oh, you you did it? No, I did a photo shoot. I haven't posted it yet, but I'm going to post it. And I'm going to be like from Detroit in Greek, if you didn't know. But oh, girl, I, mean, I love that. I'm, oh, my God. I want to hear about that after. I haven't done mine. Mine's natural, but you did yours? No, I'm no, mine's natural, but I have. It's called the Greek booty where like you have my brother told me it's called something like the Greek peach or something. Oh, I don't my know. God. That is the coolest thing ever. Yes. Look, I'm all about curves. I'm all about every woman just standing in herself, just feeling empowered in her 
her body, her shape, however she is. So like for me growing up, I wish I had felt that then. I wish I had known this when I was bullied. I love you're saying all this and we can dive into it, but I'm glad you touched upon that because although I, I eat what I want, I am what I am and I'm confident, although I say that in such a way, I do have deep insecurities about showing certain curves of mine and always appearing to be like this because of growing up in fashion and growing up around my friends who are in fashion and being like a certain size. So like maybe we can deep dive into that, but I want to circle back around to like your education and like how like you have this privilege and you're around like the richnesses and these great minds and like creative expression and stuff like that. So it's like some people who have certain privileges, like where else do you go? You go into drugs or you go in to be a rebel, but whether you have that or you don't, people have that and go into it, but some people don't. And then they still go into drugs and things like that. We all come from different backgrounds, but we all have an opportunity to go to addiction. We have addictive personalities. We all have the opportunity to go to drugs, to alcohol and things of that nature. And I'm really sorry that you were bullied. And I know how that feels. I know what it's like to bully too. When you're bullied, then you sometimes bully. Did you get bullied and then bullied other because you were bullied ever? No, I, the one thing I didn't do was do that. I didn't reflect it out on other people. I was in the circle that was like the popular group at school, but also when you come with that, you also are the most targeted. And so mm. I was always just targeted for my nose, for how I look, for dressing different, for just being, I was slut shamed a lot. Just being a woman who was a young woman growing up, who just was confident in her body. Apparently that meant I was a slut. And so it was really hard to be in an education where I'm so privileged, but at the same time, I want to run away from school. I hated it. It was a love-hate thing. It was like, we have this blessing, but it's being ruined by all these people. And guess what? On my 18th birthday, I knew a few months from now, I'm going to be out of this school. And boom, as soon as I left, I disconnected every single person from that school. And I said, I'm not staying in touch with any of you. Obviously, I've stayed in touch with Nat's Getty. He's amazing. Big part of the world now. DG and Nats were just on your podcast uh, for Pride Month. That's so cool. I'll put their link in the show notes so people can check out in, about Pride Month and, and that oh, episode. Yes, absolutely. It's so important. It's such a beautiful time in our world to celebrate. And yeah, so my education is a big part of who I am today because I don't believe if I went through that, I would be where I am today. But it, that was the only the beginning of my crazy story that has led me to be the person that you introduced me as. The person you introduced me as is so far from the girl that I was when I was 20 years old, let alone yesterday, by the way. We all evolve. We are so different from the person that we were 10 years ago, let alone the person yesterday. So I say to people, don't look at me today as who I am standing up here on stage, motivational speaking, a best-selling author alongside all these people and think, oh yeah, it's easy for her. Honey, you don't know how many times I fell down and got back up. That is what you judge me from. Judge me by how many times I fell down and stood back up. Yep. When I'm winning now, do you know how many small wins it has taken to get to this big win now? Yeah. It is an accumulation of small wins that have led me to win now. And that is what anyone can do. They can use their breakdown as their breakthrough. You can understand how what you've been through in your education, maybe something happened to you in your childhood, maybe something happened to you in your late teens, maybe something happened to you in your 20s, wherever it was. That can be used for you, not against you. It is not your destiny to stay as a victim of being sexually abused. It is not your destiny to stay as a victim to an abusive relationship or some man who's put you through something, some girl who put you through, some person that put you through something. It is not your destiny to stay as the victim. You are meant for greatness in your life. Every single one of us is born into this world with a gift inside of us. And it's up to us to unravel that gift and find it and share it with the world. And that's what we call our purpose. Yeah. Thanks for channeling that. I see it. I feel it. It's so beautiful. Love that. Love those words. So many gems in there and just to soak it in, to listen to it and then actually apply that knowledge. It's so important. And then you were saying earlier about how you were attacked for your nose. You were attacked like people attack people's character. As kids, people do it. But as adults, if people don't learn healthy communication, People are still doing it. I was around family members recently, yo, and they're like, why do you look like that? You look like this. And it's, yo, like you're literally attacking my character right now. Like people still do it. It's not kind. It's not compassionate. And I really feel like in the educational system or something like we need to do or something like that, there needs to be like a course and lessons and there needs to be something taught 
to people so they're not attacking people's character. Babe, I couldn't agree more. Listen, it's actually usually the people closest to you who put you through the worst. My own family members do the same. When I'm around them, why do you dress like that? Why do you do this? Oh my God, why are you wearing this? Look at this. Why would you do that? Why would you? I dyed my hair blonde for a period. Why did you dye your hair blonde? It was long and brunette how it is now. But why did you do that? You look ridiculous. And I had to disconnect from my sisters for some time because they were toxic towards me. And I don't even care if they're listening now because they know I love them from afar. And I will always love them. But the truth is the people who come after you are usually the ones closest to you. Do you want me to tell you why? Mm -hmm. And why a stranger is happier for you? I'll tell you why. Because the people who are closest to you, who came from the same place as you, have a hard time accepting where you have gone now and gotten to now, yet they are still in the same place that they were with you when you began. And they haven't got out of that place, that town, that mentality. They haven't got out of that mindset, but yet you have gone on to achieve something great and they can't accept it. It's why a stranger, like when you and I became friends, we're like, wow, I love you. I love you. You're amazing. Because we are meeting each other that first time. It's wow, I rate this person so much. But some people who know us would never be as happy for us as you and I were about each other's achievements in life because they don't accept that they came from the same place and they haven't changed. My soul's just welling up with tears right now. So yeah, I feel that 1000%. And it's not shaming and blaming those people. It's just, it is what it is. You're your own being. Like there's a TED talk on it, how like the chances of us being here as individuals is one in over 400 trillion. Like how amazing is that? What you do as a sovereign individual being is your choice and you're making your choices. Now, have you always made your choices or did you make your choices and then did you fall into the thing of people pleasing and doing what everyone else wanted you to do to lead thy way, to show me the way and then decide to like, oh, I'm going to do it my way again? Or have you always just done it your way? At school, I tried to do it everybody else's way. I tried to follow to fit in. I wanted to just fit in. I wanted to dress a bit like them. And then I went, fuck this. I didn't go to university. I didn't do the school thing. I just dropped out straight away. I was like, I want nothing to do with the way that society wants me to be. I'm not going to be a doctor or a lawyer for me because I'm going to leave that for somebody else. But you know what I am great at is being me, my authentic self. And I love helping people. But then I got caught up in drugs and a bad drug addiction because I was trying to overcome sexual abuse and exploitation. Because of that, it led me into drugs. And drugs led me into a career choice I wish I'd never done. I was a webcam girl for years. And then that led to to a sex tape and, and more exploitation of my body. And so that was such a bad phase for me for three years of my life. A decade ago from now, a decade ago from where we are today, I had the worst years of my life. And that drug addiction took me to losing all my money, getting into debt, losing all my friends, my family, not wanting to know me. Nobody wanted to know me. I was pushed away by everyone for the career I was doing, for what I was doing. What kind of drugs were you doing? Just cocaine. I did no alcohol with it, girl. I just was taking back the coke. And it was the worst addiction of all because you didn't even need a drink. You could just do it all the time. I didn't drink alcohol. I didn't actually drink alcohol from 18. I did it loads at school, quit alcohol, just got into drugs. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You're so lucky to be here because your heart and... Oh, no. Like- okay, but I had after that, I had an illness. So I so everyone's like, what, you know, what happens? My child's what, as soon as I got pregnant, six, seven years ago, whatever that was when I was pregnant with him. So he's six almost. So I was pregnant for nine months. So almost seven years ago when I, wow, that's a long time ago that I was pregnant. So when I was pregnant, that's instantly what made me stop the drugs. And I was like, boom, never touching that again. And I didn't, it was, I was able to overcome that because it was like, I'm pregnant. There's somebody else in my world. He became my why. But then I got an illness right afterwards and it was heart related because it was an autoimmune disease, a hyperactive thyroid. And I was on heart medication. And it's not surprising because of all the drugs I'd taken. It was a very bad time for me did you get into drugs because of the sexual abuse or were you or did or were you already on the drugs and doing webcam stuff like how was that for you oh i was feeding a drug addiction with my career i needed a career that gave you cash that gave you money fast that was like quick income to feed the drug addiction and what does that mean webcam like you know that OnlyFans shit that kind of thing just like on those channels where you're just like you're just talking to random people and exploiting your own body. Is it OnlyFans now or was it 
or was it something else? I don't know what it was, babe. It was 10 was, I was high most of the time. I just think you have to recognize that. I was high most of the time. Yeah. You're so gorgeous and beautiful. And I'm so happy you made the choice to stop and get over it and get past it. And you were, had the courage and the tenacity to go through and grow through what you did. So you can show up as you are right now to make an impact for the person watching and the person listening. Thank so you. Thank you. I would never go back on it. I've never touched it since. My life is so clean. I have no desire or urge ever there's not even a day when I've been around people they've put it in front of me it's been lined up on plates I have absolutely no urge no desire no I look at it and I think thank god I got away from that I feel so bad for people who are in that place I want to help them and I want anybody to know that you can end suffering whether it's physical emotional financial spiritual whatever the suffering is you're going through if you apply the right methods you can overcome it if you apply methods which you haven't necessarily learned in school the things you haven't necessarily learned traditionally by your parents. This is something which is modern day science. It's like the neuroscience we speak about in my new book, Be It Till You Become It. It's all around modern day science, neuroscience, ancient wisdom, and pulling them together. There's a part where they meet. And that is the part that I find is the biggest cure to anything I've ever gone through in my life, whether it was the health that I overcame, the issue I overcame with my health, whether it's financial, anything that I've ever gone through, I've applied a method that I've now created called my MBS method, which is a combination of ancient science, ancient wisdom and neuroscience. And it's the same thing that everybody's saying from these ancient philosophers, but I put it into a practical method. Yeah, yeah. I love all that. And were you on Shaman Ancient Wisdom podcast? Yeah, we've chatted. We've. I don't think I went on his, but we did months and months together hosting a room in Clubhouse. And he's been, I think, on mine. And yeah, we've had a great time. So I think it'll be awesome oh, when you're on his podcast. I love Shalminder. He's amazing. I, I have it. I think I have it at some point. I have to look at my schedule. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Let's talk about some ways people can be motivated and inspired. Maybe we just, anything that comes to you immediately. Yeah, this is my area of my literally live for this. I wake up every single day and I think, how can I inspire somebody? Understand this. Fear is just purpose wrapped up in more fear. That is it. Do you get it? It is your purpose is just wrapped up in fear. Okay. And then it doesn't happen because it's wrapped up in fear. It's inside of it. So you have to understand that if you want to find why you're here, just look within. Don't look without. You will find happiness from within. You'll find fulfillment once you connect what you are here to do with your business, with your day-to-day. When I'm in the kitchen, I'm just cleaning up and I'm doing things and just like putting things away. And I feel, wow, I'm so accomplished in the kitchen. Two hours later, I feel like I've done everything. And then I'm like, no, I'm actually completely unaccomplished. I don't feel accomplished today. I don't feel like an achiever. I'm not a human being achievement. I'm a human doing things today. I don't feel like a human being today. Why? Because I'm doing things that are making me feel like I've done a lot of things on my to-do list, but I'm not actually fulfilling my purpose. So inspiration comes from motivation, momentum, and drive. How do you get those every single day applying new habits? Because your thoughts Write this down for someone who wants to learn something today. Your thoughts become, your feelings become your habits and your habits become you. So every single part of who you are is built upon your habits. But what are you thinking every day? How are you feeling every day? What are your habits? If you are seeing the same results every single day, you're not seeing a financial breakthrough. You're not getting well. You keep seeing the same stuff. You're reliving traumas from your past. You're seeing the same thing every day. You've got to try something new. You've got to tune into a new podcast. You've got to read a new book. You've got to come back. If you're listening to this today and you're in, you love Katie's podcast, you've got to listen to this every single time there's a new show out. Why? Because when you get into somebody's world, when you are one-to-one mentored by them for the duration of that episode, for the duration of the time that you're reading a book, you are learning. And when we listen, we learn. Mm. When we sit and we take time to hear something new, we can rewire our brains. We can rewire our thought process and become somebody new. You are not the same person that you are yesterday. You are a new person today. And let me tell you, yesterday does not care about you. Yesterday doesn't care about you. So why do you care about it? 
Why do you care about the past when it is not waiting for you? The past is not waiting. It does not care and it is not changing. Leave it. Move away from it and care about today, the present moment. Live in the present moment and build your habit. Who are you? Because I know the version of you that you want to be in five years is not the version you're playing today. You get to choose your movie and write your script. Choose who you want to be today, what characteristics, what habits form them and become them. It's how you become a new version of you. Yeah, love that. Love that. So people can just even start by writing it down, write down those ways that you want to be and start dreaming and acting upon those things. Two things, two things, more than two things, but two things. One thing that I keep hearing is, and what you said it so beautifully, is you're really good at being yourself, which is freaking awesome. Because when I'm contemplating and I'm reflecting on what you said, which is genius, if people could just be themselves. But the thing is, people know thyself, Socrates. Like people are scared to be themselves. People aren't authentic with others. How can you be authentic with others when you're not authentic with ourselves? So it starts there, getting authentic with ourselves. And if people are like, well, how can I be myself? I'm so scared to be myself. Start getting, start hacking it and breaking it down to get in touch with self. Like what are ways and tips that people can maybe get to know themselves? Because people are scared to high heavens and back to be themselves. They don't know where to start. They don't know what it looks like because we've been taught by society and by our family members and everyone, go left, go right, do this, sit proper, do this, don't say this, turn a blind eye, blah, 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 blah. So thoughts on that? Yes, number one, take yourself on a date. Go do something that inspires yourself. Go and take yourself on a date. Being unapologetically you is the most powerful thing you will ever do because people love authenticity. They wanna buy from you, by the way, if you're selling something, when you're authentic, because it shines through. So take yourself on a date and find out what you love. Take yourself out and find out what inspires you. Take yourself out and sit down with yourself. Go to a library, read a book, go to the cinema, go and sit in nature, go for a walk, go for a hike. Do something that you love and sit with yourself and just be and understand who you are. Number two, look at what you love to do, what makes you feel inspired every day and do three of those things. So if you like to swim, if you like to do yoga, if you like to talk to your friends on the phone, if you like to watch a movie, if you like to read books or listen to a podcast, choose three of those things that you love and do it every single day. Not the same three, three things of the things that you love because three amazing things that you do every single day is 1,095 things that you love a year. So all of a sudden you're loving 1,095 things and you're just feeling amazing. And when you give love and when you act from a loving place and when you feel love every single day about the things that you're doing and the people that you're seeing, you attract more love into your life. You attract the people who are meant to be in your life. You attract the opportunities that are meant for you in your life. You attract the circumstances, events, and places and everything around you starts to unfold towards you. So all of a sudden you're winning. You're living your best life just by being you. So live from your highest place. Live from a place of excitement. What makes you happy? Not what makes your mom happy. Not what makes your sister happy. Not what makes your partner happy. What makes you happy every single day. Tune into that. Go and do those things and live from that place and enjoy it. Listen to music. Now you're starting to find who you are. Now you're starting to live from a place of making you happy because you cannot pour love out onto anybody else unless you are overflow with love. Mm. Self, self love is the most important thing that you will ever do. So start there. Start by loving you. And my third tip is write down a list of everything you love about yourself. Everything you love about yourself right now. I love my body. I love my skin. And can I tell you a secret? Even if it's not true what you're writing down, even if maybe you don't quite look the way you want to yet. Maybe you don't quite have the partner you want in your life yet. Let me tell you something powerful. It is not about whether it is the truth or not. It is about whether you believe it or not. That is it. It is literally about whether you believe it. So if you truly believe that you are amazing and that you are worthy of being loved and that you are incredible and you are the number one in your field in whatever it is, if you believe it, that is all that counts. That is authenticity. Live from that place every single day 
and your life will change for the better. Beautiful. Yep. Definitely. Love all this. So everyone can just tune in. Let's just take a deep breath. <sighs> the deepest breath we've taken all day. Just really take that in and receive it. Just let's receive that even more. Very powerful. And the person tuning in, if you feel like you have that vigor inside and you want to release that inner roar and you're hesitant, we give you permission to do that. It's important. And if you're like, yo, that's not for me, but it's really like shifting me in such a way, that's cool too. Like not everyone, people are introvert, extrovert, ambivert, all that jazz. We get to be who we are and get to know who we are. It's an opportunity, like it's our lives. So we get to tune in with ourselves. Now, what I wanna dive deep into even more, because I know you know it, because I know it, and I can't imagine how many people you've seen and inspired around the world and how many stories you've heard, but so many people in my circumstances, even now I keep certain people at bay because I love them, but from a distance because of you know how they are and you just don't want their habits to become your habits. But with everything you just said and actually steps of hug a tree, go for a walk, like here are three things. There are still going to be more than 50% of the people who say, oh, Natasha, I don't have that luxury. I have to be at work. Oh, Natasha, I don't have that luxury. I have this excuse and this excuse. It's addicted to the excuses. Like people are so addicted to complaining and their excuses. Like they're not even aware of how addicted they are. You're giving the gems of what to do and how to apply the action. You can have knowledge. You can be intellectual. You can have the knowledge, but then there's hacking and actually applying it. And you gave three endowed steps of how to apply those things. Let's talk to the people who heard us, but listen and it just goes over them because they're so psychologically imprisoned and twisted and scared because of the stuff we know in society of what we've been taught not to. How do we reach those people who are desperately yearning to get out of the dark cave, who want to take action, who really want to, but like a year passes, five years passes, and they're just still in the same rut, unfortunately. So you don't try and make them do anything. And I coach people like this all the time, live from stage. I often do this exercise. And if we had time, I would do it right now, but I'm going to just tell you. And here it is. Just close your eyes for a minute and just imagine how you want your life to look. Just imagine how you desire your life to look, how you want it to unfold, how you want to live. Everybody you want in your life, what that goal looks like. Now you've achieved it. Really keep visualizing. Keep imagining. Imagine a bit more. Now visualizing how it feels now you've achieved that goal. What's it feel like now you've got that level of financial freedom that you want? What does that mean for you? Keep going. Keep visualizing. Keep feeling. And now I want you to imagine all the people who are missing out if you do not achieve that goal. Maybe your child is missing out. Maybe your future children are missing out. Maybe your future grandbabies are missing out because you're not achieving that goal. Think about every single person who is going to miss out if you do not achieve that goal. And I want you to see them standing in front of you right now. And they are looking up at you and they are asking you why you didn't do it for them. And I want you to feel the children in the charities that you could have supported if you had gone out and achieved that goal and become the person you were born to be, and all those children are looking at you saying, why did you not do it for us? Because there's more than just you that misses out if you don't do it in this lifetime. Every one of us in this charity you are potentially supporting is missing out if you don't do it. And every one of the people in the charity and the patients who need you and maybe the animals that need you and the environment that needs you is missing out because you didn't show up at your highest in the version of you that you were born to be today because you decided to give up. You decided to allow society to keep you small, to keep you down. You allowed someone, someone's voice to hold you back. You allowed them to hold you back rather than doing it for the greater good, doing it for the masses. And look how many people were affected because you did not achieve that goal today, because you didn't take action today, because you didn't make a decision today to achieve something new. All those people standing in front of you, 
There's hundreds of people, aren't there? Standing in front of you, children, people, future children of yours, future grandbabies, your children's children. So many people you could have impacted because you decided today to do something different, but you didn't. And just taking a deep breath and coming back into this space and deciding today that you're going to make a decision, however small it is. What is the one thing that you're going to do today, the decision you're going to make today? that is going to change the trajectory of the rest of your life. Just breathing, coming back and thinking about what that decision is. What are you going to do today? What is the decision that you're going to make today that is going to change your life for the better finally? Because you deserve it. It is your birthright to achieve greatness. What is that thing you're going to do today? What is that decision you're going to make, however small, whether it's you're going to go and work out, whether it's you're going to go and write that book you wanted to write, whether you're going to go and make that phone call to that person you haven't spoken to in years, whether you're just going to stay in this space right now and say, I forgive myself. I forgive myself today for all the pain I've carried with myself, for all the trauma that I've been through, for every person I've held onto, I forgive myself today, the most important person. And I also forgive someone. And who is that someone that you forgive today? It's the best decision you'll ever make, forgiving yourself today and forgiving someone else. Thank you. What's the importance of forgiving someone else? Because I know someone in particular and they say, I'm not going to forgive. And I told this person, hey, it's not about me. Do it for you. But for the person tuning in right now who's receiving all this juicy abundance, why is it important for them to forgive the other person? The most important thing we ever do is forgive. Forgiveness is a very high frequency. Forgiveness is something that we do to let go of what we are holding on to, not what they're holding on to, and not what they feel. Do you think, for the person who's listening, doesn't want to forgive, do you think that they know when you've forgiven them? No, they don't. And by the way, they don't know that you haven't forgiven them and they don't know if you have. So what is the difference of holding on to it? The difference is it affects you. When you hold on to resentment, when you hold on to a grudge, when you hold on to pain, it lives and stores itself as pain in your body and comes out as an ailment at some point. Or it comes out in you having a negative feeling towards others, having a chip on your shoulder, being chippy, being arrogant, being rude, being misjudged by others. It comes out of you as though you're breathing it out of your body when you hold on to it. When you forgive them, guess who wins? Not them, you. They don't even know you've forgiven them or not forgiven them. You're doing it for you. You're just saying to yourself every day, I forgive the person who did this to me. I forgive the event that happened to me on that day. I forgive what happened to me because it's only me who feels that pain, not them. And when I forgive, I let go and I feel free and I feel light and I just let go. I'm not all over the place anymore. I feel free. I feel together all of a sudden. It's okay to be all over the place some days. And I love the name of this podcast. It's okay because we're human, but boy, when you forgive, you let go. Maybe for the first time, some of you, and it will be emotional. It will be emotional. But you got to let it go. When you do, you feel so much better. And you will feel so amazing and free. And that is the power of forgiving someone else. Not for them. They don't know. Some people, you want to do it to their face. You want to go to that person and you want to say, I forgive you. But for others, you just, you don't need to go to them. It doesn't matter how traumatic it was. It doesn't matter what it was. You don't need to be friends with them. You don't need to talk to them again. You don't need to go near them again. You just forgive them and let them go. Let them leave you. You don't want them anywhere near you. Just let them go. Yeah. And it's, I realized also it's best to not let them know because it's just controversial and it's energy, toxic energy. We don't want and because they're just going to feel rejected and people are apprehensive to change so to let go in a graceful way of letting go like you don't have to like let them know i'm letting you go or i'm not going to be around you we don't have to go to that place about it we can never do it for you 
Do it yeah. now. Do it internally. Meditate on it. Do this exercise again. Press rewind. Do it again. Or go and do one of my MBS forgiveness meditations on my podcast. They have one for free right there on the Law of Attraction podcast that you were talking about earlier. There's a free one. You can go and do it. Release. Let go. It feels so good when you learn to let go. And I'll have your podcast in the show notes too, so people can subscribe and dive into your episodes as well. Amazing. We'd love that. I'm so excited to have you on mine. So you guys are going to be able to come and see this queen on my show. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Love that. A couple more things like honing it in here. I just want to compliment you on being such a great listener because you said something earlier. And when I was like on a rabbit hole looking at all your content, I saw how attentive, how you were such a great listener. And I'm an actor and a lot of people who tune into the podcast are entrepreneurs and uh, actors. Like one thing you're talking and then the other side of acting is listening. So you're storytelling and you're listening. And so a lot of times when people are on screen, they're like a deer in the headlights because they're thinking about their next line instead of actually being in the moment that you were saying and being an active listener. So I feel like you are so authentically you in such a way because you're so open in your vessel where you attune and you actually listen to hear like mannerisms, you're looking, you're observing mannerisms, you're listening to the vibration, the sound, the energy in which someone is sending and receiving and how you're receiving it. And you're able to on a cellular level, then actually springboard to respond from an authentic, deep rooted place. So I just really wanted to acknowledge your listening skills, because obviously as visceral beings, as creators, we consume a lot of content. And I'm just really wow, like she's a really great listener, just like the way you listen. It's just I could tell like, that spirit about you. So I think that's just really important to highlight. Oh, thank you. That's so beautiful to hear. I wasn't always a great listener. Many years ago, I was the worst at listening. But as I told you earlier, when you listen, you learn. When you talk, you don't learn. So listen to what's being said and don't be conscious about your next line and what you're going to say because it's going to flow through your authentic being. You just got to listen and you'll learn and you'll hear the noise. And I can tell if there's something that somebody's liking when I'm speaking to an audience or I'm speaking to one person, I can tell if they want more of it yeah. or if they want less of it. And like their body language goes in or you can just watch people and see. You want to hear more of that? You don't like it and just gauge it. If yeah. they don't want to hear it, you're talking about aliens, I love talking about that. Don't talk about that to some people. They don't want to know it. And they shut off. You're talking to a brick wall. You've got to talk to somebody and really hear what they are trying to say. Alan Steinfeld, he's amazing. Like he went to school with Dr. Joe Dispenza before Dr. Joe was Dr. Joe. Deepak did the forward in his book, but he was on my podcast and I'll introduce you to him, but he did a book called Making Contact. And there's 12 people, like people who worked in the government, all these different people who are like the top people about aliens. So it's called making contact. So I'll introduce you if you haven't met him yet. He's the homie. He's like right down the street. He sounds really cool. amazing. I love it. I love this. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. He has a show on, in New York called New Realities. And it's been on for like over 30 years that he took all his content from the TV show and uploaded it to YouTube. So he's like one of the very first like YouTubers. taking. Oh all the my God, content. I love this. Are we still recording? Yeah. I love it. No, I love it. This is the truth. This is just us flowing. It's so cool. I love it when that happens when you're just like, I'm just like deep in combo and I'm so me on and off camera. Like I'm no different. I am exactly who you see all the time. I'm always on firing energy. Like when I have a down day, I go and retreat away. I go in nature where I am now. I go and walk in the mountains. Like I go and hike. I'm alone. I'm like, I need to just take this time to recompose, decompress and recharge. I'm the same exact way. Seriously. But we'll be like at it. We'll go for a hike together, go to the spa together, go to all that jazz. Honing it in. So I definitely mentioned your book and it's coming out next week. Be it until you become it. Any last words of wisdom? Do you want to maybe read a short from the book or any oh highlights or anything yes. you want to so share? This is Be It Until You Become It. I'm so excited. It's such a beautiful book out next week, you guys. Be It Till You Become It, The Law of Attraction Explained Through Neuroscience and Ancient Wisdom. If you want to be your authentic self, if you want to become them, you have to be it first. You have to literally decide. I 
am going to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be in the biggest movie. I'm going to have the most amazing business. I'm going to be a parent. I'm going to have kids. Like you have to decide what you want to do and then you become it now. You don't wait to be an amazing partner when you have until you got a partner and you're married. No, babe, you do it now. You show up now as the amazing partner. You start looking after your house in an amazing way. You start looking after yourself in an amazing way. You become a magnet to what you attract. And you want to attract greatness. You want to attract abundance. You want to attract money into your life to start giving. Give from a place of lack. Give and then you will receive. And that is why this book, I'm going to read the back to you because I feel like that's going to help you to understand with it. You are with the universe, the co-creator of your reality, attracting new possibilities, people, circumstances, and places to you like a magnet. You are meant for more. You were born into this world to achieve greatness, to help others, and to leave a legacy. Begin Until You Become It is a life-changing book that brings together ancient wisdom and modern-day neuroscience, quoting some of your favorite world-leading experts and ancient philosophers. It will help you attract abundance and create a life beyond your wildest dreams. It is a gift from me to you that I believe will transform your life as profound as it changed mine and hundreds of thousands of others using my world-renowned meditational behavioral synchronicity MBS method. When you learn how to reprogram your subconscious mind and redefine your beliefs, you will redesign your destiny. I'm so excited for you to receive all the things you deserve and become the person you're destined to be. It is your birthright to have, be, and do all you dream of. So I'm so excited for you to get this book and when you get it right now get it on be it until you become it.com okay when you get this book right now you get my best selling program for free a whole video series of me coaching you for free so go get the book right now because you get a whole free course right now before the book comes out one sold one sold from she's all over the place literally I am going to do that right now and I'm going to get that book for my mom as a gift and she gets the she gets the gift that comes along with it or visceral that's so good. She's better at reading not audio. I love audiobooks, but she's better at reading it. So I'm going to definitely get her that book and then she'll have the 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 gift as well. Thank you for that. I'm so excited and you also get a chance when you buy the book to win a one to one with me. There's so many goodies you get with it. You get the whole workbook that comes with it as well with a free meditation. With there's so many freebies like when you get this book for like under 20 bucks. It's so cool. That's so cool. It's so amazing. And then it's what I was mentioning earlier like, oh, you might go buy the bag or you might go buy the book or you might buy the course, but it's about applying it and hacking and actually doing it and taking the steps, not just getting it and letting it collect dust, but actually read it and then in, indulge in the gifts that come along with it. It's our choice as sovereign beings if we make the choice to, like you said, leave the victim place. Real quick, is it available on, is it going to be available on audio as well? Absolutely. It's coming out on audio very soon. So when you get the book, it will make sense because there's worksheets inside of it. And then you can listen to the book and refer to it. It's so good. You can mark it out in the book and have fun with it. And if you tag me that you've pre-ordered the book today or tag me when it's out on the day, when you get your book, tag me on Instagram when you have the book in your hand at Natasha Grano, although I am Graziana, but tag me at Natasha Grano. I'm reposting everybody who does a beautiful post just to say thank you. And that goes out to like my 11 million people on there on social media, on on Instagram. Yeah, that's like a whole nother podcast, but this was very fabulous and we should probably end it there, but I'm actually just going to dive deep for one other thing because I just want to go there. Okay. So if I think you're okay with it, but it's a, it's a conflict that comes up. It's not a conflict for me, but I guess it is because I'm so big and loud and out there and like expressive and passionate. And it's, I find like when I'm around people in like Connecticut or waspy people or people who are prim and proper and you're told to like be quiet. It's that thing of being quiet and not taking up too much space. And was, I've always marched to the beat of my own drum. I've always been like, my mom said, I came out screaming. I just, I came out screaming. I haven't stopped. I just, and I'm just like, Rah. but I noticed, I want to tell you honestly, and I want to see if you notice this as well. I notice when I'm at like certain events and stuff, like one time you're a social butterfly and people like love you. Or sometimes if you're at like somewhere like a, the Times Square edition or like anywhere, like somewhere and you're not being like raw, like annoying, but like too loud. But let's say you're just like speaking your voice. At, do you notice like girls will leave or they'll like look at you like that face? They'll just look at you. I can't believe like how loud she is because a lot of I'm from Detroit. I grew up in the suburbs. So I feel like in, in LA too, I feel like 
a lot of people who are like international, cultured, African-Americans, like they love my bold personality. They love my vibe. Greeks love it. But when we're around like certain Americans, I just feel like I'm supposed to be dumbing myself down and playing myself so small. So I want to attune to someone who may be listening who are going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe like they're so them. They're so loud. They're so powerful. Like I want to do that, but I'm so judged because it's happening all the time. And, and look how loud I am. And I feel judged all the time. Like I witness it, although I maybe sometimes don't take it on, but it's there. Do you, have you found that experience in your journey as well with some of the things I've talked about? The time. If somebody, a lot of the time now, it's a little different where I'm at now. So I feel like a lot of people already know who I am. So I don't have that now but definitely before or if I'm in a small town where people really don't know who I am I could be sitting with my family or I'm like I'm just quite a big character anyway and I feel like I relate to you a lot there and then people will you'll find you get those looks and honey I don't pay no mind if I listened to the small voices if I listened and felt and allowed I'm an empath okay but if I allowed that to really penetrate my spirit and my soul I'd be listening to small voices. I wouldn't be who I am today on an impactful level, impacting 17 million people on social media, let alone the rest of my community. I wouldn't be helping people in the way I do on stages. I saved a life last week on stage. I saved a life the week before on stage. I wouldn't be saving lives in the way that I do if I listen to the small voice because I'm not selling oil. I'm not screaming a loud message of bullshit. I'm being me authentically and unapologetically true to myself. So I'm not apologizing to somebody if you don't like it that ain't for you move on you don't want to listen to my show no problem we already have millions of people that do so we don't mind same with you so we never care about the small voice and when they try and creep up on you you can't care about the small person because nobody above you gives a shit only the people beneath i just needed that to be said on the podcast so we can really take that in because that's, I feel like in the Women Empowerment Series, one of the reasons why I started was the up and downness of my power and the insecurities of, am I being too much or too loud or too this or too that? So to really hold space, to really be the authentic you, who you are and hearing that, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you, you so have much. To, babe, it's so beautiful that you're so vulnerable with it. And by the way, I've been through so many things where I feel, and it's a different place now where I get other vibes where someone wants to say, ah, oh, she's that. And people do it about anybody at the top. Anybody that you type in is going to, who's at the top is going to have, oh, they're this, they're that, they're not real they're fake whatever of course people want to bring down someone when they're like but do not dim your light for anybody so i don't dim my light for anybody anymore i do not dim my light for anybody i hone in on it and i spread that light because every day you get a choice of whether you're gonna light somebody's candle or whether you're gonna blow it out and guess what when you smile at that barrister when she makes your coffee or you smile at the postman when he delivers your mail, you say thank you to somebody or you just do a kind deed, a good gesture, something for somebody else. You light their candle and then they go on and light somebody else's candle and then they go on and light somebody else's candle. And all of a sudden they're lighting the whole pavement of candles all the way around the world. But the other way you could do is you could blow somebody else's candle out. And you can blow theirs out and then they'll go home and blow out their candles, their spouse's candle. And then they'll go out and blow their child's candle and so on and so on. You'll blow out the whole world's candle just from you being in a bad mood and putting it on somebody else or allowing your candle to have been blown out by somebody else. But guess what? The more people that you affect through that one person that you blow out the candle of is coming right back to you through your health, relationships, your career. So light people's candles every day. I call it my candle effect. And I teach it everywhere I go. If you take one thing away from today, just take that away. Go and do a kind gesture for somebody else. Go and smile at somebody. Go do something nice for someone. I'm in a bad mood. When somebody comes up to me, I literally don't think, oh my God, I'm going to blow out the candle. I think, okay, hey, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, my love. How are you? I'm going to be really nice, even though I want to punch something right now. I'm going to be really polite. I'm going to smile. And then I'm going to go and breathe and deal with myself. But I'm not going to be like, why are you not helping me with the right milk? You didn't bring the right things to me. I'm not going to blow out their candle because it's not their fault. Necessarily, it's not their fault. Don't go and blow out somebody's candle because they'll go and blow out the world. And just think about the amount of people that you're going to affect from you having a bad mood and putting it on someone else. So go and look after yourself, the number one person today. Self-love so you can get yeah. your shit together. Love it. Love it. Love it. We're going to definitely have you back on the podcast in the near future. I am so 
honored by you. I am so excited to see you and to be invited to your book launch. It's going to be fabulous celebrating IRL together. Yo, we didn't even talk about NFTs in your project. We didn't even talk about NFTs. So like just real quick, show like the NFT project and we'll have you back on and we'll talk about it. Okay, I'm going to come back on and talk about this, you guys. But NFTs have really been a powerful part of my recent growth, my journey. It's such an all-inclusive space. We created this NFT called Fame is a project. We're dropping it real soon, but it's so powerful, the project. And I'll tell you why. It's not about me. It's not about the people I did it with who are really great in the space. You'll know a lot of them. It's about you. It's about your project. It's about what you're putting out there because every person who gets an NFT gets the utilities, which are so dope, of a piece of press IRL on your project or on your brand IRL or in anything, whether it's in the space or out the space, web three, web two, whatever, you get a piece of press when you get our NFT. And it's so powerful, which means you can get your name out there more. You can get your brand out there more. We're completely unmasked. Every single one of us, Steve Aoki is our first holder. He's our like highest token. He's the first cover because it's a magazine, right? When you get the fame token, you'll see it's a cat on a magazine. So there's a magazine, which will be coming out IRL. And he's the first one. He's my buddy. And so can you only imagine who number two, three, four, and five are? Oh my, I'm not going to reveal them coming, but get in a community. I love it. We saw Steve Aoki at VCon. I didn't see him. I was invited in NFT NYC, but I didn't go, but that's great. Congratulations. I'll have it in the link in below and we'll have you back on in season five for Hollywood and NFTs. Where can people find you on social media? Amazing. Just everywhere. Natasha Graziano. You'll just find me. Natasha Graziano on everything. Instagram's my big end. I'm you can DM me there, but of course I'm on Twitter. I just joined there recently, so it's my smallest following, but I still have I only have twenty four thousand followers on Twitter. It's never at least it's all my other ones are like in the millions and millions. This is like my sweater. You know what? It doesn't matter because it's just it's me and I'm just there. It's they say in web three it doesn't matter on your following or whatever, but I have a story about that. It doesn't matter right now, but you definitely have more than I do. Consistency, but we're gonna we're gonna grow all that out. Natasha, I love Love you so much. I can't wait till we're like sailing on yachts together in the south, in, in Greece. I was like in the south of France. But in- I know we kind of could do that. It would be so nice if we did do that. If Falistan, I love you. It's been so beautiful with you today. Yeah, if you like it, if you like it. All right, everyone, that has been an amazing season four women empowerment series. She's all over the place. We love you. Share this. Being a part of the ripple effect with one person, two people, post it on your social media, share it, be the candle, be the light for yourself and for others. With that is the season finale with Natasha Graziano. I love you so much. Make sure you're subscribing and we'll see you in season five for Hollywood and NFT. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out.